You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, your favorite Transformers RPG podcast. And yeah, we're all here. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an interesting story for all of you. All of us. Well, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> courtroom humor love it so i i need to preface this with two things just to make certain you understand like what i'm talking about here one uh hasbro and takara released have been releasing a bunch of masterpiece figures in the like last couple of years so you know masterpiece prime megatron hot rod you know, all the cars you know like all of the, the the characters you're familiar with uh the uh, the designers have released you know like masterpiece versions of it and of course the masterpiece versions are the the definitive versions and the highest quality versions and all really cool stuff. I object. Uh, it is speculation. <laughs> well, you have a masterpiece figure there, Adam. So what do you think? Am I wrong? I think it is very nice. I love all the <laughs> little bits that transform and uh, they <laughs> they make for a complete and very articulate uh, figure that I, I love to look at uh, on my desk. On the opposite end of that, there are the, 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 the Legends or the Scout size figures. These are like the 5 to $10 figures. Uh, you know, pretty low detail, not very complicated at all. Uh, something you can just kind of pick up as an impulse buy and just, you know, leave on your desk. They're, they're simple little like two, three, four-step transformations. Very, very simple. So, on Amazon... A couple weeks ago, I saw a Masterpiece Megatron that was for sale. Fairly cheap, too. It was like less than $100. I thought, you know what? I'm never going to find it this cheap again, so I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. Why not? It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have a Masterpiece Megatron. It's going to be great. Mike, it's going to be great. Trust me on this. All right. So, ordered it, waited a couple of weeks for it to arrive because it was being shipped from from either Hong Kong or China or 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 somewhere I, i'm not quite certain where all i know is when i got the package it had asian characters on it that's all i know opened it up and instead of finding a masterpiece megatron i find an upscaled version of a legend megatron <laughs> upscaled as they took the little small figure they crank the size up so that it's you know like a like a deluxe or a voyager size and that was the figure <laughs> They That's gotcha. almost worth it, though. They got me. That's, they got me. That's too uh, bad, Mike. That's too bad. <laughs> Still, that's sort of unique, though. Uh, what did that cost you? Uh, 30 I think. Somewhere around there. But considering there was a Masterpiece figure, and it's coming from some East Asian country, it's, you know, not going to lie, it's likely a knockoff, but 30 bucks for a Masterpiece figure, I couldn't say no to that. But I could easily say no to an upscale Legends figure, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why they named it what it what they did. I'm sure you're not the only one that got taken. 
Yeah, that's too bad to choose. Yeah. So sad, too. I was looking forward to having an MP Megatron. Mm. See your joy transformed into sorrow. <laughs> Despair. Despair. Mm. I object. The player is leading the, the GM. Regret. You're not, we're not in the, the, uh, the trial yet. Like, you, you don't have to... It's getting warmed up. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm definitely warming up my uh, courtroom acumen. So this is like the, 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 the four-player that we were talking about a little while ago? Yeah. Yeah, only a little sexier. Ramping up your objection sense? You're moistening the, uh, your lawyer senses? Yep. yep, I got my hands on the bottle of lube. Your lawyer senses are tingling. <laughs> Speaking of lawyers, we have a trial we need to get to. The trial of the century. The trial of the century. <laughs> in which Magnum is going to get the book thrown at him. They're still using books. <laughs> is paper a thing in the Transformers universe? Well, there are biologicals, so they might need a bathroom paper. Well, you are on a world that has both organics and uh, mechanical beings, so I'm sure there could be some paper on well, there. Like I know, like in Star Wars, they actually made it kind of canon that they don't use paper to like oh. as like a symbol of like, oh, we should stop cutting down trees to make paper in the real world since everything's digital anyway. So there's like nothing is ever in paper. In Star Wars. Hmm. And that was a like, conscious decision. Interesting. I did not know that. Well, Star Trek doesn't use paper either. Right. Yeah, well, Star Trek is a utopian society, so why would they need it? <laughs> I cannot refute your last comment. <laughs> Sustained. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and jump into this trial. Just in case you forgot, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take it right from when all of you are heading into the courtroom on day two. This is the day that the prosecution is going to present their case. Uh, now, the way this is going to work is uh, the prosecution has a number of pieces of evidence that they want to present to you, or I should say present to the court. You will have a chance to refute or a chance to cast doubt onto each of those pieces. Uh, and then you will make a either diplomacy or profession lawyer check. Uh, it's only going to be one check, so whomever is, decide whomever is going to be the one making the check. Uh, and then that is going to be against a DC that I have set for the courtroom based on each piece of evidence, because each piece of evidence is going to be either more compelling or less compelling. After you make the check, if you'd like, you can go ahead and try to roll sense motive to just to see how the, the courtroom is handling your, uh, your argument. You can kind of get a sense of whether they're buying it, whether they're saying, no, this, this is bullshit. These guys are, these guys are just trying to, to scam the court over here. Mm -hmm. All right. Makes sense. So it is the morning of day two, and Sweet Spot, Magnum, and Legionnaire are heading to the courthouse. 
Uh, now let me ask you, uh, Wild Strike and Carapace, uh, what are you guys doing? Are you going to head to the courthouse as well? Or do you have other plans? What's the, what's, what, what's the plan? Walk me through what you do. Um, if I recall correctly, the, the meeting that we were supposed to go to is actually scheduled for the time while the, the session is happening. So we can't, we can't be in two places at once, at least not, not yet. And, uh, so, and I'm personally very happy about this because, like, watching, you know, a bunch of people just, like, talk at each other and believe that that actually means something is like, oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> it's awful. So, like, the idea that I could actually talk to somebody that might actually lead to doing something, that's more my speed. Imagine I gotcha. Carapace snapping and beating up the bailiff. <laughs> Don't well, mind I mean, him. He's I, just getting out some energy. I was actually thinking about this, because, like, I... Like, laws only work if you believe that they work. And Carapace is far more practical than that. It's like, it's like he'll use the laws if it's advantageous, but as soon as they are not advantageous, he'll discard them at the first sign of trouble. It's like, okay, well, will the law help us right now? Okay, good. Then then let's use that. But it's, if they say, like, sorry, Magnum's gonna go to prison, well, we're, we're killing folk. And I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious. I just hope that, you know, uh, Sweet Spot's half as good as he thinks he is. I, I do not believe I'm the lead litigator on this case. But you're the, I the, am the you're assistant. The one who, you're the one who's gonna talk, though. Oh, most likely. Uh, I don't think there's a a power in the verse that can stop me from doing that. Stop looking at your guns. I'm also I'm also shopping. Apparently, I need to buy something for uh, for Magnum. He wanted some sort of like skill crystal, so I don't know um, if that was actually supposed to happen between yesterday and now, or if that was what we were going to be doing today. Well, I needed a legal make- legal reference text. I think it was. Yeah. Well, you, you said like there were like and- you could like plug in a, a chip and be like, oh, now I know. Oh, I have yeah, like yeah. max. I yeah. temporarily have max ranks in lawyer. And be like, okay, so I'm going to be trying to find that. Okay, fair enough. You're going to be walking through some of the shopping districts on the way anyway, so yeah, you can make a stop on the way. What about you, Wildstrike? Are you uh, are you joining Carapace? What, uh, what's your plan? Yeah, I might as well. I'm pretty useless in the courtroom, so I don't think they'd want me there. Uh, I will, I'll head out with Carapace and see what we can find. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if you want to do this, but uh, the all the people in the viewing gallery in the courtroom are all lined up in a nice straight line. So, oh, that is tempting. Nose first or nothing, right? That's right. Full thrust. Are you all not right. entertained? <laughs> See, there's a, a confrontation coming. Like there's going to be this thing. It's like, what is stronger? Like. Wild Strike's ability to like crash into things, or Carapace's ability to survive things crashing into him. Like you know, <laughs> it's like I mean, this is literally the like quintessential unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You know, just <laughs> you really need to set that up with an actual date uh, so that we can sell tickets. Got to pay for these uh, these legal fees somehow. Yeah, yeah. So how do you want to handle the talking there, though, Adam? Um, well, I you're obviously, obviously just the best talker. Open my mouth and let the brain kind of take over. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's be a little more uh, exact about that. But I don't know if you want to be the voice instead. There's certainly no doubt better about it. Or do you want to discuss the argument and then you and then you do the speaking? Yeah, we could do that. That would probably be best. We can pool both of our thought minds. Yeah, as they're, as they're presenting their their case, we have to pay close attention. 
so that we can uh, react properly and in in an expeditious manner. Yeah. Don't want witnesses blabbering on about things that don't help. The three of you enter the courtroom, and don't forget that this is a really, really ornately uh, well-designed and, like, really beautiful-looking building with, like, sculptures and friezes along the top edge of the uh, of the walls, like, inlaid mosaic tile along the along the floor and everything, so it's a, a very grand space, and you you recognize that this is a, uh, it's supposed to be the the chief courtroom of, of the administration. Because this is like a multi-cultural world, like, like normally, like in our world, there'd be like, oh, look, there's all these like Greek statues and blah, 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 but like, since there's both organic and synthetic beings here, like, are they interwoven into like the architecture as well? Do they retain size or are like humans the same size as transformed? Like, you know, like, how does that, you know, if they're trying to be inclusive, that could get really messy. Uh, there is a, a big mix, and for the most part, like the the sculptures and everything are roughly the same, like are roughly the same size, like representing people and machines at the same size. But you also know from the the society that you're in that there are organic beings that are the size of transformers, and there are going to be mechanical beings that are the size of a typical human. Are there any like things that are like super big? Like that make us look like humans to like transformers, or they're like gigantic organic things. I'm sure the answer is yes, but not in the courtroom. The courtroom is uh, is too small for that. Uh, a, a an organic being that is bigger than a, a full size Cybertronian, especially Eucarpus, is going to be very uncommon. Um, but they are going to be out there, though. I mean, for the the simple fact of like dinosaurs and stuff, of course they're going to be bigger than you, but. I'm assuming you're talking about intelligent organic yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah. I forget, Pat. How long has it been since you sized up your figure here? Um, when we did the um, the rule upgrade, I think. Oh no, no. I okay. think it, I think it's mm-hmm. like once we I finished the the last chapter. Yeah. As the normal size. Well, that's when we did the. And then once we like integrated the new rules, that's when I became large. Yeah, because it's part of being a load bearer, right? You you gain size category. Yeah. At least when you're combined. Uh, well, now, I actually, in all of my forms, I'm actually large, which is which is kind of nice. Nice. So I may... But that's not, like, so I don't have a mass shift that does that. It's just, that's what I am now. Like, my bulk is, yeah. is large-sized. Do you have uh, reach? Yep. Well, Mike, you did it to yourself again. Yeah, well, It was done to you again. <laughs> and so the three of you head up the main aisle of the the courtroom flanked by uh, dozens of spectators to this trial the uh, the the spectator area like the the public viewing area uh, is a good hundred or so people uh, all looking at the trial and don't forget that there are three viewing galleries one on the left one on the right and one behind the the judges that look to be populated by uh, some more important people maybe administrators like junior administrators within uh within their culture and diplomats like higher level uh, just pretty much higher level folks who don't want to be seen around the riffraff of the common folk 
You have the prosecutor on the left-hand side as you approach your bench, uh, and you have the the right the your desk on the right-hand side. In the center is a stand for witnesses, and whoever is making a testimony. And then in front of you are three raised desks that have the council members on it. Uh, and just in case you forgot their names, it is Stanzamt over in the middle, Vixia Examen to the left, and Kultur Gericht off to the right. I'll never remember those in a million years. He'll just make up names. You know, you know how he rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Magnum and Sweet Spots, you head on over to your desk on the right-hand side. Prosecutor is already there, ready to go. Welcome, everyone, to the trial of the people of Skarvix. This is Magnum of Zybertron. In accordance with other traditions, you may make your opening statement before the trial begins in earnest. And you have an opportunity to uh, make any statements or anything you want to before the uh, before priority is going to be passed to the prosecutor to go ahead and start the trial. Oh dear. Okay. Statement, huh? You don't have to if you don't want to, but the the opportunity is there uh, because of their legal because of their legal status. You're all a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you can simply choose to say, "I waive my right to an opening statement" if you want to. Do you ever so to turn down a chance to talk? <laughs> <laughs> May it please the court, uh, spectators, honored council members, prosecution person. I will. Uh, uh, push Magnum to get out from behind the desk and actually go and make a show of it. Go on. Don't be shy. I, I am honored to be able to be subject to your wise and no doubt fair judgment and uh, and hope that uh, through this process the truth may be revealed. It was once said that those who represent themselves have a fool for a lawyer. Well, I am that fool. I shake my head. <laughs> Shaking my head. That's all I wish to say. Thank you. <laughs> I would like to say that that was uh, succinct. <sighs> uh, because so. Now I have an important question, now that that's been said. Do they have a precedent for trial by combat? Because that's that's where this is headed. Let's just let's be honest. His odds might actually improve in that case. Yeah. I'm looking across the courtroom at uh, at this fella and I think you got a fighting chance there, Magnum. We should probably push for that. I think the the prosecutor's an organic like just step on her. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what we should have been looking up. <laughs> precedent for a trial by combat. I guess the question is, do we have that reference that sweet, that, um, that, um, what's it, uh, Carapace was going out to get, um, the first day? Or is it still not available? I was hoping that he could do that, that the day we arrived. You had plenty of time to, to do that over the course of the day. So, so we can yep. consult that on questions. Correct. Alright. Well, I think I've done enough damage here. <laughs> nice. Indeed you have. 
the prosecutor uh, will come out and make a, uh, a similar statement. Really? Not similar to you. Not, <laughs> similar, not to be outdone. An opening statement. <laughs> um, while uh, she is giving her opening statement, I am going to kind of be taking a look at the the judges here and see if any of them have any kind of I don't know disdain for this woman like they are uh, she is not their favorite perhaps okay go ahead and make a quick perception check okay my name is Alonia and I will be the people's representative this trial has been a long time coming it has been over 200 years since the theft of the Bendek Crystal, and we, as a society, have endured this stain on our history for far too long. I intend to prove that this bot, and she points directly to Magnum, is the one responsible for the theft of the crystal, and we will be prosecuting him to the fullest extent of the law. Magnum will look behind himself. Uh, my perception check was a 28. 28. Uh, for the most part, uh, yeah, you, you don't get any sense that they're like, they're not looking at her with any kind of, of hostility or anything like that. It seems, it almost seems like they're just kind of looking bored. Like, they, they know that this, like, the pro, like, they know that both of you are just trying to play up to the court. And, you know, like, they're experienced judges. They, they know that this is just theater so they're they're kind of like all right let's let's just let's get on to the actual arguments so that actual evidence can be presented and we can judge accordingly let's forget about all the theater and nonsense oh, those kind of judges huh yeah so we could actually uh we might be able to play into that if we can keep our responses kind of uh subdued and and very to the point all right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to transform so Pythagoras can come out, because he's really the going to be the one who consults with Sweet Spot. No, we can discuss it. Is he Is he sitting on the desk there? Yeah, he'll with sit his, on the desk. With his feet kind of dangling over. Kicking, <laughs> kicking in there. Just get a few dictionaries. Phone books. Administrator Stansant, this is highly irregular. We are accusing Magnum, not this little one. I move that this form not be allowed. Uh, Your Honor, uh, this little bot here, Pythagoras, is uh, the lead counsel on, on the case here. Can Magnum see and hear us in this form? Yes, I can, Your Honor. Um, definitely. The court will allow... What is your name, little one? Um, uh, as it may please the court... Uh, my name is Pythagoras, and uh, I am Magnum's uh, partner, or as you may say, and I will be I will be half of the representative team for his defense. Were you part of Magnum when the crime was committed? Uh, Your Honor, um, no evidence of a crime has been presented yet, but at the time in question, I was not. And I, I did not know him. Very well. This will be allowed. But if Magnum is called to present testimony, you will do so as a combined robot. Very well. I object, Your Honor. Pythagoras, if you are together with Magnum, 
you can't cross-examine Magnum. He can be seen, he can be heard and and hear everything while he's on the stand in his uh, stationary form. Oh, that's true. Good, good point. Don't let him, don't let him pull a fast one on you. As my learned consult, cons, uh, my learned partner has reminded me here, that um, we are separate bots. There is no reason for us to be combined. Magnum can give testimony as is in his alt form. And as far as I know, there are no specific restrictions on what his alt form needs to be. And as, as a member of his council, it seems more appropriate that I would be separated during his questioning. I object, Administrator. How are we to know that testimony presented by Magnum is not testimony coming from Pythagoras? Well, very good point, the prosecutor. I mean, the only best way to be separate, best way to be sure, is to keep them separated. Also, I don't think it's fair that you're objecting to our objection. I object to that objection. I I double object to your <laughs> objection. Order in the court. I will make my decision after consulting with the other administrators. Uh, and you can see the the three of them kind of huddle up and are talking in low tones. I want you to make a diplomacy check or professional lawyer. Well, I know which one I'm doing. What are, are we doing? Assists with with sweet spot and Pythagoras. I am always going to be assisting you unless you prefer me to take the lead. Okay, because I have professional lawyer, but I don't have diplomacy. So. I have uh, no issues with whomever is going to do it, as long as there is one role, and whomever is going to assist is going to assist. I think you should take the lead on this one. On this one? Um, yeah, because you, you're the one who thought of it. Oh, okay. And it was your your argument, and that's good. I rolled a nine, so I didn't help you at all. So. Oh, wow. I guess it's a good thing, then. Plus, you're better at diplomacy than I am at anything, so... Well, maybe science, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sweet Spot got a 29 for his diplomacy without without a lick of help from uh, the lead council. He realized he sat on some gum. So after a, a brief little consultation there, the three administrators will come back. Each time there's a discussion or someone addressing the court, it's always uh, Stanzamt, the, the center, center guy there. The prosecutor's objection is overruled. This court will allow Magnum to present testimony in his alternate form. Little fist bump to Pythagoras. Thank you very much, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, maybe just to decide here, like, maybe the way we should consider it is, as opposed to, like, lead counsel and secondary counsel, sweet spot, you're the, you're, the, you're the good talker and fairly knowledgeable, and very knowledgeable about diplomacy, too, and other things. And maybe Pythagoras could be this, the co-counsel with the legal, more legal knowledge to sort of supplement you. Oh. Okay. Well, so we uh, can stick with diplomacy, and he'll give you modifiers from the, the lawyer one. All want. right. We'll talk about my raise later. <laughs> How high? Prosecutor Alonia, you have the court. And the prosecutor will uh, start her case. She will uh, distribute some documents uh, to the judges and to uh, the the, well, the three of you uh, to look over. And these documents are uh, are forged documents presenting Magnum as a bot named Caliper. 
the head is different, obviously, but the body is uh, very, very similar. And it has a bunch of information on it, like height, weight, mass, uh, overall appearance, and what have you. Did you just say forged documents, like, out loud? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's allegedly the forged documents that Magnum used to pass as a bot named Caliber. Ah, okay. The documents being circulated as visitation permits for one Caliper of New Kaon. These documents were identified as the ones used at the Romhofen port. This is the same bot that shows up in later evidence. At this time, I would like to call Chief Mechanical Medical Officer Cortex as an expert witness as I believe its opinion and identifying Magnum as the Zeef is critical. Uh, and before, like, if you want to uh, to object to uh, the, the forgery, then go ahead. So they actually uh, said forge, though. Yeah, Did you actually uh, say it? Uh, it is. It, it's part of the evidence that it's actually marked as uh, as a forged document. So that's basically big, big uh, red and, letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's there's like a as it's as you're circulating through, you're actually looking like over all of the documentation, and there is a forensics report that the information was forged, and it it's fairly convincing to you as well. Um, but if you would like to, uh, uh, if you'd like to object, or would like to add something to it, you can do that before the uh, the witness is called. I mean, if there's if there's documentation in there, it's, it's a little different than her just saying it's forged. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can't say there's no evidence if the evidence is right in there. That could that could work to our benefit too, because uh, if it's a forged document, then you know the identifying picture or physical stats on the document could have also been forged to set up Magnum. That's good. good. I didn't even think of that. It's a good idea. Um, so, yeah, let her in it. So, at first glance, it does... Uh, uh, the, the documentation that, that shows that it's forgery, as well as the documentation itself, all seems legit and above board. You basically say, like, this could be anybody. You know, it's forged. So, so I mean, why, why is it... Why is it... Why are you saying it's his... So a bot will come in uh, from the front of the, the spectator gallery and will come up to the uh, witness stand. Chief Cortex, you are the head of mechanical medicine for the administration, are you not? That is correct. And as such, your knowledge of mechanical bodies is second to none, correct? I believe my... Uh, my years of study and years of service within the administration's medical facilities will prove that, yes. In your expert opinion, does the robot in these documents match the accused? Based on the descriptions of body type, size, weight, and overall characteristics, along with my observations of video footage and my in-person observations here in the courtroom. Uh, it is my belief that the defendant matches the being listed here in these documents. No further questions. And it uh, passes to uh, you guys if you would like to question uh, Dr. Cortex here. You, uh, you want to grill him on his, uh, his ability to ID? All right, I can, I can do this. All right. Uh, Pythagoras will get down and grab the stool and push it across the floor. Um, 
<laughs> so it's next to the uh, the uh, with on witness stand. <laughs> then he'll climb up and uh, say, "This is Cortex, right?" Yes. Uh, Mr. Cortex. Yes. A uh, doctor, Cortex. Doctor Cortex, you, please. What are you a doctor of, Doctor Cortex? I have uh, I have several degrees in uh, mechanical anatomy, uh, along with uh, biology and uh, biology and infectious medicine. So your specialty is biology, um, mechanobiology, and in medicine. That's your focus. That is correct. Uh, do you have experience in legal identification, documentation, um, or do you have any credentials in that area? In examining legal documents, no. So you you have no you have no no degree that it comes to you know forensic. Forensic uh, documentation, picture identification. So you're just observing what's written down on this this ID versus what you can see. That is correct. So I mean, really, your your expert expertise is not terribly relevant here. You examine autopsies that are innards, the innards of mechanical life. This seems quite outside your specialty here. I think that is in oversimplification. But uh, do you have any documented I, degrees in this? I do not. Very well. You are correct. We shall pass on. Being the medical officer of this, this very important medical officer of this planet, Doctor, could you tell me how many mechanical life forms might have the same body type, size, you know, weight as the defendant here? Well, there may be. Uh, I personally have not seen any that look quite like uh, the defendant, but I'm sure that some may exist. Vital statistics, though. I mean, you're saying that it's a rarity that, uh, that a bot this tall and a bot this heavy inhabits this planet? Uh, if you're looking at it in terms of just height and weight, then you'd be correct, but... Uh, if you're also looking at the overall visual characteristics, uh, uh, an area you have no an area you have no expertise in, you've already admitted. So we are talking about the biology of the situation. This is your expertise, right? That is correct. So height, weight, vital statistics. While I may not be able to identify uh, the the legal document and and to determine the validity of the the description. I am more than capable of looking at a, a description and the vital statistics listed on these documents and matching them to Magnum's physiology. Yes, um, no doubt. So, but as an, as the medical expert for this planet, what is the percentage of, of members of this planet that might have the same weight and same height? Well, as I said, if you're just talking about same weight and same height, then there may be several hundred or several thousand uh, mechanical life forms that have a, a similar a similar weight and height. So you're not really sure then, but you admit there's there are many. There could be many. Yes. You are you came to this courtroom not really knowing the biological statistics, which is in your purview, correct? 
that is correct. I, I do not, I, I cannot match Magnum's exact physiology uh, to the uh, the description here on uh, uh, these documents, just the visual description. I have not yet had an opportunity to uh, do an actual exam or a scan of, uh, of Magnum to see if he matches these documents uh, 100%. So, just very well. So it comes down to you are here to allegedly identify someone visually, just as anyone else could do, have no expertise in that, and did not bother to actually obtain any mega medical evidence, which is your, which is what you're supposed to be doing as a medical expert, as an expert witness. So you have no medical medical evidence to present. And your observational evidence is not in your purview. Thank you very much. That's no further questions. Go ahead and make a diplomacy or lawyer roll. Go ahead and make your roll. Convince the court you can do it. Your Honors, uh, in light of this, we would like to uh, have the the good doctor's testimony uh, stricken from the record. And this is my diplomacy to aid you. You didn't aid me this time? Um, so, yeah, you were talking. You were doing the the main thing there. Reasonable. Okay, right. twenty eight for the diplomacy. So that's a nineteen for the professional lawyer. Uh, okay, nineteen sounds good. I'm not a good as diplomat. I'm not a good as lawyer as he is a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true. Uh, you will see the the three judges kind of have a quick little conference on it, uh, and they will come back. It is the judgment of this court that the testimony not be stricken from the record. But the defendant does raise the point that the prosecution has not definitively proven that Magnum and the bot in these records are one and the same. To prove that, this court will order a medical scan of Magnum. This will provide a comparison so we may determine if these documents should be admitted. Medical equipment will be made available to the prosecution for this purpose. Uh, Your Honor, do we have medical scans of the suspect? Uh, you'll see in uh, the documents that it's it's not like a like a straight medical scan, but like uh, information about like mass, uh, a bit of inter- like bit of internal uh, information. So it's effectively like. Um, to put a comparison for us, it would be like height, weight, blood type, uh, like any like ne- any like necessary like medical like uh, uh, conditions that need to be like known like when you're traveling, mm-hmm. stuff like that, but not a complete medical workup. So they have this about the unknown person. Apples to oranges, really. Yeah, it probably is in the the document, the forged document that they provided. Even if it's admissible, I think it still works in our favor because. It is a forged document. So the scan would be okay in your opinion. Right. The, the scan is going to match up to his actual physical stuff. And even if it happens to match up with the document, the document itself has been proved to be a forgery. So mm-hmm. nothing on it can be taken at face value. That's it, it really smart, Adam. All right. And it's good to be uh, agreeable with the court when you can be. Yes. So, uh, I'll say with some consultation. Uh, with we will uh, comply with this request, uh, Your Honor. 
uh, and you'll see that the the court will will go ahead and order a uh, uh, order like one of their runners to go and uh, to be sure some medical equipment is obtained, and they will actually bring it here in order to for the scan to take place. Okay, have other stuff to do. So early lunch. They're gonna declare recess so we can go out play on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> Prosecutor, you may present your next piece of evidence. Thank you, Your Honor. I would like to enter into evidence video footage number one. It shows the defendant scaling the wall of the Ministry of Culture of the date of the theft. And Alonia will go ahead and call up uh, the video footage and show it to uh, to, to you and the, the court. And it will show Magnum... Uh, breaking into the uh, the Scarvixian Ministry of Culture, effectively like, like climbing up the wall to to get over the outer wall. Uh, the recording is from eye level across the street, uh, and its kind of shaky nature seems to indicate that it was taken directly from a person's optical feed. Uh, it shows Magnum scaling the outer wall of the Ministry of Culture building with what looks like some kind of solid backpack, like some sort of like case, like on straps, huh, kind of coming around you. I think we should object to her saying that it is him, because that hasn't been proven. Mm, yeah, I think it, uh, I think there should be some qualifying words in there. And it sounds like a little thing, but if we agree that it's him climbing over, that means we, we have no way of saying that it isn't. That it isn't, right. Uh, I'll object. It has not been proven that the uh, defendant is, uh, is actually, uh, the person on the video at the stand. Sustained. Prosecutor, until you have proven that Magnum is the same robot as the one listed on Z's documents, please refrain from naming him as such. No five. It's <laughs> Your Honor, no doubt the, um, the witness who recorded this will be made available for cross-examination. I am sorry. But the witness is no longer with us. Aksam is the name of the witness, and he died a few days after this video was recorded. Unfortunately, he will not be able to answer any questions. Uh, then I would object to it uh, being admitted as evidence, because it is... There's no context, there's no proof that we, but when it was yeah, taken, who was taken, uh, there's, there's no way for us to to examine yeah. into the circumstances because why he yeah, was there. The, the authenticity of this video can no longer be verified. When you object, uh, the prosecutor will come out. Honored council members, the defendant is trying to avoid evidence simply because it is inconvenient to them. While it is unfortunate that Aksum is no longer with us, what he saw was clearly documented. The defendant should focus on why Magnum was climbing the walls instead of how the footage was obtained. Objection. The defendant has not been identified in this video as of yet. I retract that part of my statement. The accused. Your Honor, we're unable to examine the the people, the, the bot who took this evidence. Uh, we have no way of knowing the context, when it was done, um, wonder what circumstances. It essentially is hearsay. Um, 
because yes, we that's have no way of no way of examining its evidence that has no no basis in witness testimony. I'm nodding my head in agreement. Go ahead and make a roll. You know what to roll. Go ahead and do it. I think you did some good talking, Adam. So you do some. You do the lead. I'll take the lead on this one. If you would like to assist, certainly. Perhaps no need. I, I rolled myself a, a twenty uh, with your plus four. That would give me a total of thirty-seven. I thank you very much. And that's when you just drop the mic. <laughs> Just picks up the Thagros and drops it. Thunk. Oops. <laughs> Point well made. Sorry, I'm used to spiking something when I cross the finish line. <laughs> Very well. This court will hold off on admitting this footage until the information on how it was obtained can be presented. Thank you, Yana. It's Ambassador's sweet spot. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. <laughs> and you don't really want to be doing that with the judge. Yeah, I, I don't want to be correcting the judge in his courtroom. If you didn't call the judge your honor, he'd get into a tiff and the doctor corrected you. I mean, it's like you, you have a legitimate title that adds credence to everything that you say. To downplay that is to undermine yourself. The trouble is we don't have a jury, so getting into yeah, arguments yeah. with the judge is detrimental pretty much always. If there was a jury, you could fight with the judge. You know. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I know you were you're right. Prosecutor, you may continue. The second piece of video footage I would like entered as evidence is a security recording from the ministry itself. It clearly shows that the defendant was present when the binding crystal disappeared. And he was carrying a case that seemed to be custom-made to hold the crystal. And the prosecutor will go ahead and pull up another video to show to all of you. Uh, it is video footage at a high angle of Magnum approaching the binding crystal. Uh, he presses a few buttons on a device on his wrist, then the feed goes dark. When it comes back on, both Magnum and the crystal are gone. Uh, he was carrying the case, and it looks like it was kind of like cracked open a little bit, and it is uh, and it kind of reveals like an empty compartment within that looks like it could be the same size as the the crystal. I don't know if I have anything to say about this one, <laughs> uh, except that maybe the person, the will the technician who who obtained this recording be available as a witness? Yeah, but it uh, it like goes dark. It didn't even show you do anything. It's just like yeah, yeah. It didn't. It's the classic. Is, uh, who, it's the classic who done it. It's like objection. The uh, the actual act of thievery is nowhere to be seen on this video. It is completely uh, conjecture, and uh, I vote that it should. I, I ask that it be dismissed as circumstantial. Council members, is the defendant honestly saying that he has nothing to do with the theft? We have video footage of him sneaking inside the building and being in the presence Objection. of the Objection. He has not been. He has not been identified. The accused defendant. No, it's still a, that still doesn't work. <laughs> I believe the word you're looking for is alleged. Fine. Of the alleged defendant sneaking inside the building and being in the presence of the binding crystal right before it was stolen. At best, it proves that he had an accomplice. 
But even if that is the case, I intend to prove that it was Magnum that did the deed. There is no way that Magnum had nothing to do with this, especially when the crystal disappeared at the same time. Vin Magnum was in Objection. the so, uh, the uh, the prosecution is already drawing conclusions. I believe that is the uh, judge's job. Go ahead and give me a roll for this courtroom oh, drama. I am so going to make, make a roll on this one. Well, I'll give you a plus four to that. Then. Okay, so a straight up 20 is what the total is going to be on this one. I mean, I think there's a small chance in hell of this, this evidence being excluded, but it's definitely a good, perfect thing to say that you said. The footage is legitimate. It was captured from the Ministry's surveillance system over 200 years ago. But I will uphold the objection. Prosecutor, please do not lead the courtroom in your own conclusions. And refrain from assuming the alleged was the one who is guilty of this crime until you can prove that these two beings are one and the same. And I will give a no look fist bump to Pythagoras. <laughs> yeah. When he says this, uh, the two of you notice, or I should say the three of you notice, someone uh, stand up in the gallery along the left-hand side of uh, the courtroom. This is ridiculous. It has been over 200 years since the crystal was stolen, and these people say you can't prove it was him? He's not proving he wasn't there, just giving excuses that we can't say he was. Mr. Nigel, I understand your enthusiasm to see this case resolved. This court shares it, but I will not tolerate another outburst. If you cannot keep yourself under control, you will be escorted out of the courtroom. Am I understood? And with that, we will see you guys next time. Alright. I so I so want to do the thing where like now that we have like that video, have that exact video like augmented and put the lawyer. From the secret files of Teletran One. Empire of Rust is written and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Candidate Sweetspot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>